I remember one of the things that I was most nervous about going to middle school as a seventh grader in Grove City Area uh, School District. I was scared to death of going to gym class because we had to do push-ups. We were going to have to climb the rope. We were going to have to do a whole lot of things that I didn't think that as a young man that I could do. And I remember just not wanting to go to school for maybe the first time in my life because I didn't think I could do those things. And now, in many places, gym is being removed from the curriculum that the recess that we used to have and fitness tests and things like that may not be there anymore. And so how do we make up for that void as kids have been dealing with, as you know, a real, real uh, pandemic when it comes to obesity. Joining us right now on the program to talk about how we do that sans gym class is Dr. Dan O'Neill. He's written a book here recently called Survival of the Fit, and he's talking to us about why he is an advocate for youth fitness. Dan, it is good to have you on KDK with me again. How you been? Oh, I've been great, Rick. Great summer, and uh, yeah, excited for the new school year for sure. Well, this is a guy remember who was the team physician for the U.S. Alpine ski team and the ski jumping team. So when we start thinking about summer, you're probably not crazy as much about uh, that as you are about the snow sports, right? I, I understand where this is coming from. <laughs> no, I, I really I love them all, and and I remember the days. Uh, yeah, when I used to be sitting here on a beautiful warm day and then having to go over to, to a glacier in Norway with the team and, yep. and not being happy about that. But yep. no, it, it, all the seasons are great for us. What do we do to reverse this issue of obesity if kids are not getting enough activity? And what do we do if they're not getting that activity even during their school day and they're becoming more sedate even there? What do we do, Dr. Dan? Yeah, the answer is, Rick, it, it, we've got to be militant about this. We cannot allow physical education to go by the wayside because, as you point out, the kids have nothing else. So we have to get go to the school and say that is the most important subject of their entire day. That is the most important subject of the entire day because in 2022, as you say, we have an obesity crisis. We have a diabetes crisis. These kids are not getting exercise. But in the short term for your listeners, the easiest thing you can do is kick your kids outside. When they get home from school, say, okay, we'll see you at dinner time. See you in two hours. And get them outside because they've got to get away from those screens. They've got to get away from the refrigerator. But we also have to get into our schools and to our principals and superintendents and get physical education for every child every day reinstated. Dan, we used to think about, well, okay, even if you weren't getting it in gym class, you know, you were going to be running cross country after school in the fall, and then basketball came up in the winter, and then in springtime you maybe were playing soccer, you were playing baseball, and so you could you could get it there. But anymore, a lot of schools are even cutting back on those things, or it's pay-to-play that you're doing travel ball or things like that, which can be prohibitively expensive as well. Are there... Uh, other ways that we can still get kids involved in in those sorts of team organizations, even if they're not through the school. 
Right. And, and check with your community because so many communities do have these things, you know, particularly in the summer. And I was talking about that a few months ago. There's a lot of stuff through local park and rec organizations but, uh, and, and boys and girls clubs. And they really do have these things. But, uh, but also the sports is not always the same level of exercise. You know, standing out in right field is not exercise necessarily for the kids. Right. So, right, sports is in addition to making sure these kids are getting their heart rates up every day and, and playing outside every day. For us, our family, we had three sons. All three of them chose to play their sport through high school, into college, through college. Not everybody is that way. Not everybody has kids who are interested in competing athletically, but they still want to do something else. How did we get such a huge divide between those who are jocks and those who are not? And, and can we fix that? Can we, can we get those two sides closer together? I love that, Rick. That, that's exactly what's going on. It's really 20% or 16%, as I talk about in the book, are kids that are playing three sports. And that means more than 80% are, are not. They're going home and they're not playing. And the difference is, is that, and we see what happens, the big change around the age of seven, they have a, a new option that we never had as kids, and that's called video games, and that's called social media, and that's called screen time. And that's what's happening. Instead of the kids that are not playing organized sports going home and riding their bikes and and building forts and doing all this other stuff that kids do, they're going home and getting on uh, screen, screen entertainment. And that's the tragedy. He's a board-certified orthopedic surgeon, but he's also a sports psychologist joining here. Uh, Dr. Dan O'Neill, the other question I have for you is, we talk about the physical side of things, right, in terms of your weight, obesity, diabetes, that kind of thing. What about a link to academics? Is there, at this point, a proof that, hey, if you're not doing as well physically, that you may not do as well when it comes to academically? And, and Rick, this is why I say PE, physical education, gym class, is the most important subject because we cannot have STEM without fitness. A child who has prediabetes, a child who has obesity, is not a child that's learning. And the, the, the data is absolutely crystal clear on this. There's no question. If you want your child to do better in school, get your child more active. And that, 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 it's the body-mind connection. It's not the opposite. It's the, the body is what's running the mind. If you can get your body cranked up, you're going to crank up your brain, and that's going to lead to really good things. And also, as you point out, it's going to lead to a lot less depression and anxiety and all the other issues that so many of these uh, uh, children have. We're doing so much to require testing for our kids to see where they are academically why not fitness wise why has that been allowed to be cut yeah and 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 that's right and guess what's happened since when no child's left behind and again with all good intentions but they took time away from pe this was 2002 this was before iphones we haven't budged essentially in our english and math scores we haven't gone anywhere because we don't have the fitness to learn these subjects and that's why the PE every day is so important if we're going to make uh, progress in those uh, uh, aspects of our lives. A lot of things to think about there for sure. If you want to learn more about Dr. Dan O'Neill and how you can help to encourage physical activity, check out his website, Survival of the Fit. survivalofthefit.net. By the way, that's the name of his new book, Survival of the Fit, How Physical Education Ensures Academic Achievement and a Healthy Life. Dr. Dan O'Neill, it is always good to catch up with you. Thanks for being here, sir.
Great, Rick. Anytime. Always good stuff from Dr. O'Neill. And we'll talk about that on the other side. 866-391-1020. Can't wait to hear from you about it.